Amazon's got everything you need for your dorm. From everyday essentials and school supplies, to clothes and decor, to bedding for... Power naps. And regular naps, too. Save on all things college at Amazon. Your four-year-old can discover the joy of learning. Waterford Upstart is a proven effective pre-K learning program that includes fun songs, games, and activities that prepare your child for success in school. We provide all the tools you need to help your child learn to read, including a coach, a computer, and internet access. And because it's already paid for, it's free for you. Listen, uncomplicate the way you do pre-K. Enroll today at waterfordupstart.org. Hello, welcome to another week of This Week in History with me, your host, Dan the Viking. This week, I thought we would cover things that you weren't taught in school. So, some of those weird and wonderful facts throughout history. Some of these may be a bit boring to some of you. Some of you may may know some of these. And some of these might interest you. Some of them might be completely weird and a bit of fun. So, I thought we'd just have a little bit of a laugh this week and uh, enjoy it I hope you uh, you all enjoy some of these facts and I hope you all learn something from them so here we go things you were not taught in school so firstly I thought I would cover the designs of the Nazi uniforms so Nazi Germany obviously famous for, for World War 2 the Nazi uniforms were actually designed by fashion designer Hugo Boss so for those of you who wear Hugo Boss, just be aware, that's that's what he designed. So the SS uniform was possibly his most famous design. And the, the brand Hugo Boss has obviously worked tirelessly over the last almost 100 years now to, to get rid of that, that stigma, I suppose, behind that. So just thought, you, you know, you might enjoy that one. Um, for those of you who are also interested in Nazi Germany facts... Adolf Hitler actually invented the Beetle. So, for those of you who still enjoy the Beetle, again, that was a, a design by the Führer Adolf Hitler. So, there we go. Some of you may have heard of the Hundred Years' War. Now, the Hundred Years' War was a war fought between Britain and France, but however, it actually lasted 116 years. So, it should actually have been called the 116-year war. One thing that I quite enjoy is uh, I do like a glass of rum and found out that Captain Morgan from the famous rum brand Captain Morgan was uh, actually a real person I was a bit surprised at that he was actually a privateer he was Welsh not sure he actually looked like he does on the bottle but he was actually a privateer and he was a real person so that interested me uh, especially being a rum drinker a couple of little Roman facts for you the first artificial sweetener was actually made from lead so that was the romans version of sweetener and it it was it was made from lead can't imagine it would have been that nice but obviously they enjoyed it another few little roman facts 
the the Romans actually used to use their own urine as mouthwash, and they used to use crushed mice brains for toothpaste. So, personally, I'm really not sure about that one, but mouse brains for toothpaste. I'm sure they could have found a better one than that. Alexandra Fleming, the famous man who invented penicillin, actually discovered it by accident. So, although... He, uh, he won a lot of awards for penicillin and was quite famous for discovering it. He actually didn't mean to, and uh, it was a complete accident. This one actually shocked me a little bit, and I'm going to apologise ahead of this one because it is slightly disturbing, and that is that Christopher Columbus, the famous explorer, actually used to rape children, and in one of his books... He actually wrote that he found nine to ten year old girls the most desirable. Changed my opinion of him very drastically. And yeah, I was a, a little bit shocked to read that one and to find out, but that is actually true. He used to rape children. So, for those of you who are Columbus fans, especially I believe in America you actually celebrate Columbus Day. I'm pretty sure this is something that will have been missed from your history lessons. So, there we go. We'll cover a little bit on the plague. So, the Black Plague, or the Black Death, that actually wiped through Europe. A few years before that, the Pope actually declared war on cats, believe it or not. So, across Europe, Europe was rid of cats. Anybody who had a cat or saw a cat, they were told to kill them because cats were associated with the devil it's suggested that this culling of cats actually led to the plague because obviously as i'm sure you're all aware the plague started through rats so without the cats to kill the rats the rats were able to breed and spread also to do with that the song ring a ring a rosies which i'm sure everybody knows is actually a song about the plague and the last line where it says a tissue, a tissue, they all fall down is about people falling down dead so again another thing from my childhood that's slightly ruined the last queen of Egypt as I'm sure we're all aware was the pharaoh Cleopatra she was the last queen of Egypt however she was not Egyptian she was Greek now this is one that I found a bit strange because having learnt about Cleopatra at school and at university I never actually read that she was Greek so that one was a bit strange for me to find out and again something you're not taught I don't think uh, many history teachers would have said that in, in history lessons I know I never have so there we go this one actually made me laugh a little bit but it did sort of provide some human spirit I think and it definitely showed how humans can do what they need to do to survive and that was in 1926 a man named Peter Freuchen or Freuchen, Freuchen apologies for pronunciations he was actually an explorer who was trapped under an avalanche now he escaped death by cutting off his own foot now some of these stories have actually happened in the past where people have cut their legs off I believe there's a film called 27 Hours which shows a man cutting his own leg off to survive 
this guy actually managed to cut his own foot off with a shiv that he made from poo so because of the freezing temperature his poo had obviously frozen he turned it into a knife and cut his foot off with poo so that was really interesting for me I thought that was hilarious and definitely something I was not taught in school just a quick one back to the to the Egyptians um, I, I think I, I'm sure I've heard this before but I, I wasn't sure how many of you have heard it and if you haven't this is a new one for you the Egyptian pharaohs actually used to put honey on their slaves so if any of you have ever traveled to Egypt I'm sure you're aware of the soaring temperatures the pharaohs of Egypt used to put honey on their slaves so that all the flies would stay away from them and they <laughs> their slaves were covered in flies so not really something I would want to have been uh, would not want to have been a slave in Egypt let's say especially the back-breaking labor they made you do but certainly standing there all day covered in honey would not not really have entertained me the probably the most famous king in British history is that Henry VIII um, I'm sure everybody has heard of Henry VIII throughout history now he actually had a group of people that were called grooms of stool so for those of you who don't know stool is obviously another name for poo I do apologize we now have two poo facts but there we go history is what it is I'm afraid grooms of stool were people paid to wipe his ass basically once he'd had he'd finished they were paid to wipe his ass so not the the nicest job in the world apparently however if you were a groom of stool you were later knighted so upsides to everything i suppose now this one i'm actually going to thank my dad for i had to google this so dad if you're listening uh, this is one of your facts i did google it because i wasn't sure if he was lying to me but it is true and that is that vice admiral horatio nelson who was killed at the battle of trafalgar he actually died once he'd found out the battle had been won so he he was shot he survived the entire battle and then died once he'd heard that the the battle was won what actually happened to his body at this time most sailors were buried at sea if they died on the ship they were buried at sea and the reason for that is obviously the long journey back with smelling rotting corpses was not something that the sailors who were alive wanted to have however it was said that an irish surgeon saw a an opportunity let's say to preserve admiral nelson and bring him back to britain and he actually put him in a pickle barrel which was designed for pickling rum and brandy so vice admiral nelson who died at the battle of trafalgar was brought back to england in a barrel full of alcohol and turns out apparently when he got back to england the story says that the barrel was empty so maybe he was drinking alcohol in his death but that was that's the story now i i found that one very interesting i wasn't sure i believed that until i i had to read it myself and go actually yeah he was he was brought back to to britain in a pickle barrel so 
another one for for you Americans. I know you Americans love your history, um, and I, I'm assuming a lot of you will have known this. Uh, I've it, when a type whenever you type in on Google random facts in history or great facts in history, this one is very very close to the top. So, and that is one of the greatest presidents of American history, which is Abraham Lincoln actually won over 300 wrestling fights and was inducted into the Wrestling Hall of Fame in 1992. So, there we go. Abraham Lincoln, not a man to mess with. Now, this one really interested me, and that is, again, to do with American history. That is that July the 4th, famously known for Independence Day, is actually wrong. So I do apologise to all you Americans, you're wrong. The Second Continental Congress in Philadelphia actually voted to approve a resolution of independence on July the 2nd. Which means you celebrate Independence Day two days late, unfortunately. Now, I don't know if that's something you were taught in school, but if you weren't, there you go. You're wrong. It was the 2nd of July you actually voted for the resolution wasn't the day you signed it you signed it on the 4th but the day it was voted for the day it was actually sorted was the 2nd so officially it was the 2nd of July another one we're going to flip back a little bit a bit further back in history back to the Romans and one of the most famous emperors in Roman era was that of Commodus now Commodus was the son of Marcus Aurelius, who was another famous German emperor. Commodus was known for being a little bit eccentric. So, Commodus actually started certain gladiator games. Now, it has never happened before, and it didn't happen after Commodus, but Commodus actually fought in the gladiator games as a gladiator. Now, he did cheat, obviously he cheated, but he murdered people for for fun and gave them zero chance of being able to, to win. What he did was he actually gave his opponents blunt swords, so even if they did attack him, even if they did get through, they weren't they weren't gonna kill him. So he did have a, a few eccentrics. Obviously after he'd won a few bouts in the ring, he uh, he actually came out dressed as Hercules and he had a lion's head over his head so the one of the famous pictures of Hercules is that he's draped in a lion's body and Commodus obviously assumed that he was Hercules reincarnation he was he was crazy absolutely crazy but apparently quite fun he, he said that he was pretty much the downfall of the Roman Empire after that so the Roman Empire started to fade away and a lot of this was due to Commodus and how crazy he was so another one we're going to cover uh, this is something that I actually I actually knew beforehand and that is the Great Fire of London now the Great Fire of London I will be covering on an episode because I find it extremely interesting now what shocked me um, knowing these facts obviously what shocked me with this was the stuff that I didn't know so the Great Fire of London actually killed six people. Now, considering it destroyed seventy thousand homes, six people's not that bad. 
What shocked me was the story I'm going to tell you afterwards. When the monument, so in London there is a monument, it's called The Monument, so if you've not seen it, have a quick Google, just Google The Monument, it's got a flame on the top of it, and it was built for the Great Fire of London. Now, six people have actually killed themselves on the monument, so you can go up it, and it's it's all gated off at the top, but six people have managed to jump off, which means... The same amount of people have died by killing themselves on the monument than died in the Great Fire of London. I thought that was quite a depressing fact, but nonetheless is quite an interesting one. The funny thing I found with this was there is a story of two workers who died on the monument whilst it was being built. They actually fell from the top and had a fight. They were having a fight whilst they were building it. And the reason is, this is the story, that they were fighting over lunch. So one of the men opened his sandwich, his pack up, opened his sandwich and realised that the cheese had... There was a bite taken out of his cheese in his sandwich. And he turned to the other bloke and he said, You've eaten my cheese. And they had a fight. He said he didn't eat it. The other guy said he did eat it. They had a fight over this. And they both ended up falling off the top of the monument and fell to their deaths. Which is quite interesting, quite funny, I think. Uh, Obviously not for them or their family, but I think it's quite a funny little story. What I found really interesting was they later found out, having looked and inspected the sandwich, there was actually a mouse that had eaten his cheese. It wasn't the person he'd accused. And there is actually, if you find it there is actually a monument in london of two mice and it's very very small it is london's smallest monument and it is of two mice fighting over a piece of cheese and that is to commemorate the two men that fell off the monument fighting over a piece of cheese so there we go there's a little story for you this one is in regards to thomas edison now thomas edison one of the most famous men in all history and you know creator of things that we use today however there is a gruesome side to thomas edison and i actually had to watch the video myself to believe it how thomas edison actually electrocuted an elephant in front of thousands of people and recorded it on coney island now you can see this footage it is very very disturbing but it he did it to show the dangers of alternating current in electricity personally i think he could have come up with a much better way of of showing it and it is it is a very sad video to watch if it interests you if you are interested in in that that type of history that the let's say the darker side to history then it is worth a watch it is an interesting video but just pre-warned it is quite upsetting to watch um so yeah thomas edison electrified an elephant on coney island the one of uh, the facts in history that it uh, being british is again one of those little facts that gets gets lost with us and that is 
that of certain wars that Britain have been involved in. Now, for those of you who have listened to episode 2, which was on the Zulu War in South Africa, know a little bit about Britain's wars at this time. Now, the shortest war in, in all history was actually between Britain and Zanzibar. So, Zanzibar, another African country. And what happened was, and I'm going to apologise for any mispronunciations, Sultan Hamid bin Thwani, Thwani died on the 25th of August 1896. He was pro-British and the British obviously were happy to have him in place. He was succeeded by Khalid bin Barghash, Barghash, Sultan Khalid bin Barg. Anyway, he was he was preceded by him, and the British authorities didn't like this. This man was anti-British, and they preferred Hamad bin Mohammed, who was pro-British and who they wanted in charge. What they did was they attacked the palace in Zanzibar for 38 minutes and killed most of the people inside and that was it that was the end of the war they gave up and the sultan was replaced so yeah 38 minutes it took for the British army to get what they wanted in 1896 the British army got what they wanted most of the time to be fair there wasn't many powers in the world that would stand up against Queen Victoria and her might this one shocked me a little bit and that is, in 1945, a balloon bomb from Japan landed in Oregon. It exploded, killing a woman and her five children. So, yeah, six people were actually killed on American soil during the Second World War. Now, this shocked me a little bit, because I was always under the impression that America was never attacked on American soil on mainland America. Obviously, they were attacked at Pearl Harbor, which is Hawaii, not mainland America. So I was always under the impression that America had never actually been attacked on their own soil. Turns out you were. You were attacked, and six people were killed in Oregon. So that shows to me, especially as a historian, the ability to manipulate history and the ability to pretty much write what you wanted. So obviously the Americans won the Second World War, the Japanese probably didn't even know it had killed five, six people, and that is because obviously it's a balloon bomb, it wasn't manned, they didn't if it wasn't leaked to the press or it wasn't leaked from international press, then how would Japan have known? It's not something they could ever have confirmed and yeah America obviously swept that one under the carpet and tried to keep that one hidden from history where you have been exposed you were attacked in 1945 on your own soil so those were some of the most interesting facts that I found some of there are some other ones some less entertaining ones I suppose which if you feel free to to obviously look at and if there's any specific ones that you really enjoy that I that I haven't covered feel free to drop me a message and just say hey Dan you, you missed this one this one's brilliant make sure you bring this one out in your next episode so what I'm gonna do 
after this episode goes out. If you want to email me, it's twihpod at gmail.com or add us on the Facebook page, which is just This Week in History. You'll find us on there. We've had a lot of influx of people over the last week who have added it. So add us on it and message me. You know, send me a message and any random history facts that you want reading out, the start of next week's episode, I'll read out your history facts, not my history facts. Now, that's very short, this episode. So what I want to do now is I'm going to cover coincidences. Now, these things really, really entertain me. And I spend many an hour annoying my wife watching coincidence videos and random history videos. And I would like to share with you some that I have found. So we're going to start with the Hoover Dam project. Now, the Hoover Dam is obviously very, very famous in America, and it is one place I would love to go. During the Hoover Dam project, 112 men died. Now, the first one died on the 20th of December, 1922, and his name was J.G. Tierney. The last man to die on the Hoover Dam project died on December the 20th, 1935 so he died 13 years later the man who died 13 years later was called Patrick Tierney and he was J.G. Tierney's son so there we go I thought that was quite interesting now to all of you Americans who dislike President Obama now I'm not sure I'm not going to give my opinion on American politics because that can open an absolute can of problems so But I will say this one, the day after Barack Obama won the 2008 presidential elections, a lottery was held in Illinois, just an Illinois lottery. So like in England, we have the national lottery. Uh, This was a state lottery. And the winning combination was 666. So you work that one out for yourselves. Like I said, I don't give my opinion on politics anyway. Now, this one interested me. Throughout history, there's been a lot of what we call body doubles. One of the first ones was actually from 1900, and this was King Umberto I of Italy. He went to a small restaurant in Monza for dinner. When the owner, who was named Umberto as well, took the order, they realised that he was actually a virtual double of the king. They talked and they found out there were more similarities between them. Both men were born on the 14th of March, 1844, both in the same town of Turin. Both married a woman named Margarita on the same day, and the restaurant was opened on the same day that King Umberto was crowned King of Italy. The next day, King Umberto learned that the restaurateur had died in a mysterious shooting. The king expressed his regret and an anarchist in the crowd shot the king. So, says quite quite a bit of uh, coincidences there, in just on one person, I thought that was really, really interesting. So this one would, uh, would be good for all you paranormal fans out there, and I know there is a few of them who have come across from Realm of the Supernatural podcast, and, you know, you guys, you might like this one. Now, in 1976, the film The Omen was released. There was a few strange coincidences about this. Now, the strangest one 
was a private jet originally hired by the film crew was cancelled at the last minute. It then crashed onto a road causing two cars to also crash. The pilot had crashed into the car with his wife and children inside and nobody survived. So the pilot of the plane crashed into a highway or into a road and hit two cars the two car one of the cars had his wife and children in now with it being linked to that film and linked to the devil does uh just throw up a few a few little things that you you know a few questions let's say at least this is one that i have actually heard before and in 1895 the entire state of ohio there were only two cars these two cars crashed into each other now for those of you that don't know ohio is is roughly half the size of the uk so for those of you in in britain you can imagine half the size of the uk and there's only two cars on the road and you manage to hit it that's pretty damn unlucky that unfortunately i'm not sure if this one is uh is is a hundred percent factually correct but it actually made me laugh to be fair with the first time i read this one and that is south african astronomer daniel de twat de twit de twat gotta be careful with that word aged 49 gave a lecture and said that his death could come at any time concluding his speech he actually put a peppermint in his mouth sat down and choked to death on that peppermint so I'm not sure whether that's classed as a coincidence or whether that was planned, but definitely a bit a bit strange. Now, one of my favourite bands growing up was a band called Franz Ferdinand, and their band was named after Archduke Franz Ferdinand. Now, Franz Ferdinand was actually assassinated in a car, and the licence plate for that car was A11111. One eight. Now, that might not mean anything. However, the war resulting from this act ended with an armistice, which begins with A, on the 11th of the 11th, 1918. So, a bit of a bit of a weird one, you know. Definitely, definitely a coincidence that one. Now, this one is for you Americans again. So, the founding fathers, so Thomas Jefferson, died on the 4th of July, 1826. So, he actually died on Independence Day, which is quite interesting. And it's said that his last words were, is it the 4th? John Adams, another founding father, died on the same day, the 4th of July, 1826. And his last words were... Jefferson survives which obviously he didn't because Jefferson actually died a couple of hours before John Adams another founding father is that of James Monroe now guess what James Monroe also died on the 4th of July but this in 1831 so he died five five years later but on the same day now James Monroe refers to his friend James Madison in his final moments and his last words were I regret that I should leave this world without beholding him again which is quite sweet 
Now, it's not sure on the last words of this this man, but another founding father, James Madison. Now, James Madison was actually on drugs before his death, drugs that were supposed to keep him alive until the 4th of July. He actually died on the 28th of June, so it's not that coincidental. Now, I'm guessing that well, there, there are sources that suggest his last words were fuck that, I'm not dying on the 4th of July. So, you can't write these things, you know, it's just crazy. Four of the founding fathers, three died on Independence Day. One of them was supposed to die on Independence Day and died a few days earlier. Really, really weird stuff in history that you just don't know about. It's just so interesting. This is a, a nautical one for you all. In 1660, a ship sank in the Dover Straits. The only survivor was named Hugh Williams. In 1767, a second ship sank in the Dover Straits. The only survivor was named Hugh Williams. In 1820, a ship capsized on the Thames. The only survivor, Hugh Williams. And in 1940, a ship was destroyed by a German mine and only two men survived, a man and his nephew, and they were both called, you guessed it, Hugh Williams. Now that is strange. Here's one for all you Brits out there, two of our most hated enemies throughout the years. Obviously things are different now, but they definitely were. Napoleon and Hitler. So similarities between Napoleon and Hitler. They were both born 129 years apart. They both came into power 129 years apart. They both declared war on Russia 129 years apart. And they were both defeated 129 years apart. So that is very, very interesting. Now, this one is, again, a nautical nautical one for you all. It's a nurse called Violet Jessup. Now, I'm pretty sure this woman was a bad omen. She was on RMS Olympic when it hit HMS Hawk and sank. She was on the RMS Titanic when it hit an iceberg and sank. And she was on HMS Britannic when it hit a mine and sank. So yeah, she was pretty much a bad omen for anybody on a ship. This one is uh, really, really interesting. Now, Edwin Booth, who was brother of the assassin John Wilkes Booth, who shot Abraham Lincoln, was boarding a train in around... It's suggested it was 1864. There are some sources that say 1865. And he noticed a man who was at risk of being crushed by a car as it began to move. He grabbed the man by the collar and pulled him to safety. And that man was Robert Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln's son. So there we go. That's another really interesting coincidence throughout history, which probably not many people know about. A few small little coincidences for you. Stephen Hawking, obviously the late, great Stephen Hawking, actually shared his birthday with Galileo and Einstein, respectively. The first and last soldiers to be killed in World War I are actually buried opposite each other, facing each other. 
15 feet apart. There is a man from Japan who I am not going to try and pronounce his name because it's extremely difficult, who actually survived the Hiroshima bomb and then travelled home to Nagasaki and survived the second atomic bomb. I'm not sure whether he is incredibly lucky or incredibly unlucky, but he did survive both atomic bombs. So, there we go. There's some random facts for you guys and some random history coincidences. So, like I said previously, if there is anything that I've missed or anything that you think should have been covered or said, then please let me know. As soon as I get next week's show up at the weekend, I'll have a look through it. And we'll do the first five or ten minutes of you guys and what you guys have sent me. So hopefully, you know, we'll we'll enjoy that. Uh, I do hope you guys have enjoyed this week's episode. I thought I'd do something a little bit different and a little bit more fun. Um, the last few episodes we've done have been a bit, a bit depressing and a bit, you know, a bit down in the dumps. And I thought, you know, we'll we'll brighten things up and we'll have a bit more of a fun one this week. Uh, let me know what you think if you guys have enjoyed this episode if you haven't enjoyed this episode please let me know any feedback is always good for me like I said we're only on episode seven so you know I'm very new to this podcasting and you know I do enjoy getting some feedback I've had some really really good feedback from you guys and you know please keep that up so get on the Facebook group which is just this week in history it's the same cover photo that you'll see on your podcast screen as well if you do want to leave me a review on iTunes, anything like that, please do it. I do do enjoy them, do enjoy reading them. I have had one review on iTunes so far, and it's a five-star review, so thank you very much for that. Uh, mum, thanks for that. No, it wasn't my mum, really, but I just thought I'd say thank you. But any, anyway, guys, you know, if you are enjoying the podcast, just let me know. Drop me a line, drop me an email. My email address is on there. It's twihpod at gmail.com. We have got a few exciting episodes coming up over the next few weeks and there will be a joint episode going out with another podcast. So look forward to that one. And like I said, guys, we all have history. Make yours great. At Kroger, we believe local produce shouldn't be hard to find. That's why we work with local farms right in our own backyard to bring the fresh produce you love to our stores. From homegrown watermelon that makes your mouth water to crisp corn picked right around the corner. Come pick out some yourself, because shopping for local produce should be as easy as shopping at your local Kroger. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. The world is always on. But you shouldn't be. Put junk sleep to bed. At Mattress Firm's Black Friday Now Sale, save up to 60% on Sealy with Queen Mattresses starting at $279.99. Talk to a sleep expert today and unjunk your sleep. 
Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a stuntman to do their home renovations. Just finished the new sunroom, Mrs. C. The best part is I used candy glass for all the windows, so you can do this. And this. Doesn't hurt a bit either. But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. And if you don't want to take the long way to the kitchen, the walls are breakaway too. See? For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today.